closed caption. Addicted to favorable traction. Pictures and actions be played back in the midst of mashing. No fairy tales for this young black male. Some see me stranded in this land of hell, jail, and crap sales. Hustles and hard to think of culture. All the repercussions while busting on backstabbing vultures. Selling my soul for material wishes. Fast cars. Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is our special edition, the Renew Life RX show uh, with my co-host, uh, Adam Lamb. We'll bring him on in just a moment, get started. Uh, we're going to be talking about some really interesting stuff today, and uh, we're going to revisit BPC. We're going to talk about uh, HCG and uh, a bunch of other good stuff that men are interested in, and women are too. We're going to also talk about HCG uh, for women, I want to talk about that. It's really, really important as well. So let's go ahead and run Adam's music. The first step to changing your life starts with the Renew Life Show with Adam Lamb. Bam. Guess we would turn that music down. Hey, I'm on the other side this time. Let me move over to the center of the camera. There we go. There we go. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. How are you, Carl? Good wonderful, to be here. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, you did not, that's right. We talked about that. You didn't make it to the, uh, the Arnold this year. We could talk a little bit about that. As yeah. well. Uh, yeah, we I already, we already have listeners. That. We already have listeners lining up. Uh, Dave Hartnett is saying, I am looking forward to this one and we're going to deliver some great information. Sorry about that. I, I didn't mean to step on you, but want to keep the fan interactions uh, happening. Yeah. I'm thrilled, well, we're thrilled to have them here. If it wasn't for them. We would yeah. be just talking to each other. Right. <laughs> so anyway, which I enjoy too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, uh, Adam, you have a new YouTube channel. Well, it's an old YouTube channel, so if you guys want to see some really embarrassing videos, look at some of the old stuff. It's actually there's some really. So that was stuff. an old video, the one with the uh, protein so drink. The one, no, that that I just did. Okay. So my my goal this year is is to get consistent with making YouTube videos um, about a variety of things. It's not kind of all going to be like health fitness related, uh, but that's my YouTube channel I had forever. So like there's some funny videos, like my kids and they're little and like just funny stuff that extra is kind of on there. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be, there'd be some more consistent videos coming. Uh, I'm excited for it. So yeah, check it out, watch a video. Subscribe. So, so why, I so it. I got to ask you, why have you gotten away from dairy protein? Um, you know, I just, I switched to a plant-based protein. It started with, I mean, but you're not you know, vegan, right? No, oh no, no, no. no. I, I, I mean, I eat like red meat every single day of my life. Right. But what I found is that the plant-based protein, from a digestive standpoint, just worked better. Like, you know, if I, I, I just found the whey protein sometimes just, I don't know, wasn't felt a little more bloat things yeah. like that. Plus, you know, I don't get veggies, and I, I don't really get any any of that stuff. Good point. So it, it kind of helps. Like, why not? Right. Yeah. Just throw it in there. Get a couple little serving or so. And then I do the collagen protein, um, scoop of that, and then I do the MCT oil just with water, shake it up, yeah. and that's kind of my – Yeah, I look my good. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any uh, vegetable-based proteins at home. I know pea proteins, hemp proteins, 
uh, powders, they tend to have a pretty complete amino acid profile, and you could add a yeah. little leucine to it to top it off. And that one, that one's that one's a variety. I, I don't remember exactly. It's like Orgain, I think, is what it is. But I, no, no affiliation to them. But I like the protein. Right, I right. got it for pretty cheap. So uh, I got to fix my camera. I'll do it during the break. Uh, anyway, so uh, we're here to talk about HCG uh, specifically at my request because. For several years now, I have not been using HCG as part of my HRT protocol. And, uh, and, and quite frankly, uh, I can tell you the changes are remarkable. Uh, that was female. I want male HRT. I, I, I created these little, uh, these little labels so that people can fast forward to stuff that they're interested in. Um, so my testicles definitely shrunk over the past few years. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Um, since I have been back on HCG, uh, there's a noticeable change in the size and volume of them. Uh, but that's not the only thing. I, I really, you know, Dr. Crystal used to say he used to put guys on uh, HCG who were on testosterone replacement therapy for long periods of time when they would start to feel like he called it testosterone burnout. They just didn't feel as good as they did when they first got on. Do you know what that is? Usually, good dip in, a dip in a, uh, SHBG. Yeah, I, we say it every time. Right, the guys that come in, they're like, "Man, I, their testosterone's fourteen hundred, twelve hundred, and they're like, yeah, I don't know what's going on." This other clinic, I mean, I've had guys come over that they're questioning the pharmacy that their clinic is getting the all kinds of stuff, right? Right. And then what we end up seeing is, I'm like, uh, "Your your SHBG's at nine. Or seven, so you're or, so you're saying that when the SHBG drops, they start feeling crappy. But just just remember, we look at all this data from a technology standpoint and see where things go. Right, and what we see is the guys that are doing, let's say, twenty four months just testosterone. Maybe they're doing AI. Maybe they're not. Whatever. Um, typically, their SHBG is in the tank. It will just it just you're 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 dipping from it so often with the higher levels, especially higher levels of testosterone, uh, that we see that problem. And that HCG, not for everybody, right? So, like, there is no, you know, we'll say this every single show five times, there is no one way for everyone by any means. You know, we will clients come on. We might have, a you know, three guys today. One of them will be, hey, in 30 days you're going to do uh, 500 IUs of HCG twice a week for six weeks, and then you're done, Right. right. There might be guys that come on board and we say, hey, we need you to do this before you even start the testosterone just to get, you know, whether it's LH, FSH. But SHBG is affected by testosterone or by HCG. And it's one of those things that a lot of docs and a lot of the, the clinics don't understand. We get it. I think we've had a lot of success with solving people's problems because we understand, you know, we talk about it. SHBG is, in our opinion, is one of the most important things to address. Right. And, that, and that's the emerging. It's, so right now the emerging Science is showing that SHBG does not bind up and inactivate testosterone, but in actual actuality facilitates its yeah. entry into the cell, which is, yeah. you know, for years we were like, oh, SHBG bad, uh, free testosterone good, SHBG binds up testosterone no, and hurts it. And now we're going, no, it doesn't work that way at all. It, I mean, it's amazing that there's, you know, there's still these clients that come over and they're like, yeah, you know, my doc, he put me on this and my free test was this, my free test was I mean, this. There's bodybuilders like, right now out there taking things to reduce SHBG. It's crazy. But the, the other part is that they're, they're folks prescribing based on free tests, which 
like your free test is high. Well, the free test is high because things are binding in, in flowing, right? They're not even checking total. They're not checking SHPG. So that, that's why sometimes when we have clients come over that are kind of a little in the know, they're a little savvy that hormones, we don't check free tests. You know what I mean? And so people are like, what about the free test? And we're like, well, why does that, you know, they don't really know why they should. It's just something that sometimes is conditioned. And we explain to them the, the SHBG, the total testosterone conversation, and it, they get it. It makes sense. And, and I'll be honest, like, that's what's really helped us stand out to solve problems for those folks that, you know, we're not always the first place. We're sometimes the fifth or sixth, right, that, right. that people come to. And, and a lot of the reasons is we've understand the SHBG piece for years, Right. And it's just a matter of monitoring it. And so you, you can look in and see where someone's we've guys come in, their SHBGs through the roof. Well, if their SHBGs through the roof, you can try to lower it and do all that stuff. They're going to feel the same, which is like crap. And that's the reason they came. And interestingly enough, SHBG kind of uh, is cor- correlates very well to estrogen levels in men. So as estrogen levels mm-hmm. tend to go up, SHBG also tends to go up. And so guys use things that, uh, uh, agonize uh, estrogen levels. They'll use aromatase inhibitors. They'll even use some um, uh, Masteron and stuff like that because they feel like it's going to reduce aromatization and uh, and reduce SHBG. But th- just because they correlate doesn't mean they really have anything to do with each other. SHBG needs to be unlocked from other hormones, and we need to look at it as it as it, its own hormone by itself. Would you agree with that statement? So, so what we do, you know we've done a good job at trying to explain this stuff in layman's terms. And so how we look at SHBG is it's kind of like the, the river that flows everything around when the river's dried up, it doesn't matter what your estrogen is, your DHEA. It's all, not, it's, it's not, not moving. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. And when it's too high, right. Yes. When you, when your SHBG is too high, we kind of explain it that like if a testosterone molecule for you to feel good needs to hit your brain every 10 seconds, well, your SHBG is too high. It's diluted. It's like it's like pouring a shot of vodka into a, a big glass of water and, and expecting per volume. It's hitting your brain maybe every 60 seconds instead of every 10 seconds. Right. Where at 10 seconds, you feel good. And that's it's just an analogy so that folks understand it. The scientific side, they're going to be like, that's not how it works. But, but we understand how to make it work so that you know people feel good and they're healthy. And so that that's kind of how it works. But another thing, too, is that if your SHBG is real high, uh, adding DHEA can help because it's a sex hormone. It helps move around. You know, we explain DHEA is kind of the, like the police officer at the uh, intersection um, directing traffic. You go here, you go here. And if your DHEA is super low, there's going to be some lack of harmony in how your hormones communicate. It's just what we see. Do we think everybody should be on DHEA? Nope. And, and I would say, I wouldn't even say 50% of our folks do, but it's something to look at and address to help, the harmonization of, of the hormones in the body, especially if you have high SHBG, it's kind of feeding, giving the SHBG something additional to do. So the other thing that uh, HCG does for guys that I've learned is, uh, so as guys are on testosterone therapy longer and longer as a monotherapy, mm-hmm. um, there, it becomes uh, a, 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 a propensity for more of it to be converted to DHT. And this is where guys who have been on testosterone therapy for a year or two, they start to notice they start shedding hair. And they start getting more body acne, and they start having hair growing in places that it didn't grow before. And they go to themselves, gee, you know, this is kind of weird. What's going on? Well, uh, 5-alpha reductase uh, is actually controlled 
Uh, 5-alpha reductase is the enzyme that takes testosterone and converts it to dihydrotestosterone. 5-alpha reductase biosynthesis is regulated by the presence or the lack thereof of progesterone. Now, no one talks about progesterone when it comes to men. Uh, in fact, I've had some clinicians say progesterone should not be uh, focused on and, if anything, should be lowered in men. What we find is that as progesterone drops, DHT rises. As DHT rises, guys start getting male pattern baldness. They start getting bacne. They start getting hair, you know, growing in places that it didn't. Well, one of the things that HCG does is, you know, we have to stop thinking as the testicles as producing only testosterone. While testosterone may be a primary hormone, the testicles produce other hormones too. And when they become atrophied and they become dysfunctional because they're not being stimulated by luteinizing hormone any longer, they stop producing progesterone as well. And as a result of that, we start to see more DHT accumulation and such the, the, the hair loss and so on. So HCG actually promotes uh, the production of some less sexy, uh, less targeted hormones that help us stay and feel better. Uh, and so we can't ignore HCG for its the other cascades that it seems to keep going in the presence of your your pituitary going. Hey, we don't need luteinizing hormone anymore. Uh, the funny thing about HCG is HCG mimics a lot of different progenitor hormones, a mm -hmm. lot of them, and we're going to talk about thyroid in, in a little bit as well. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, if you're on testosterone therapy for more than a year and you start notice your share shedding hair, you need to start taking HCG right away. Yeah. We, so HCG for us is it's a, it's pretty standard that we use it. Not, not everyone. Right. And, and sometimes it's strategic how we'll do it. There's certain individuals, you know, there's, there's studies showing that different genetically, your body can develop certain antibodies against HCG, you do it too much, too long, too. So, not everybody, right? And and, um, and, and so the, the, the situation varies on how we uh, how it's prescribed and things like that. Who needs it? And and it's you know if you're on higher dose, you know injection type stuff. In our opinion, which is more higher risk, higher dose at one time, you're, that's going to flatten out your LH and FSH. We have clients that do um, testosterone cream and. Their LH and FSH don't even budge, right? Because right. because they're still mimicking that natural pulse of testosterone. When you right. use a long acting ester, I don't care if it's enanthate, cypionate, or even uh, the, what's the other stuff, nubido, which is like you know six weeks or something like that. Every six weeks right. you need a shot. When your testosterone levels are like this all the time, uh, th this is th this becomes problematic. Uh, this is when you get a, a hyper suppression of the HPT axis. But when you're using cream, it's like this. You put it on in the morning, it pulses yeah. and it drops and it pulses. Yeah. And, all, and your which, body, which your body likes that. Your body likes your body that. Does that. You know, your testosterone will, will peak. It can peak at nighttime. It can peak when you exercise. You know what I mean? Think of like as guys, sometimes we wake up uh, with a noticeable peak e in erection. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it, and that's a, it's a good thing, right? As you get older, especially like these young guys, they don't fit. That's what all they know. But as you get older, you're like, all right, I'm feeling good today. And and it's one of the feedback things of clients, like when men start sometimes too, that well, that's like the first thing, like, look for that. It'll be, you know, and they're like, oh, this is what's working. Right. But, but to your point, it, it, it is that 
that little bit of this. It doesn't like woo or woo. It doesn't, your body doesn't want to do that. Your body doesn't like anything panicky. It doesn't care about your goal. You know, I was telling someone yesterday, your body doesn't care about your goals, your fitness stuff. It, it's in constant survival mode, not constant survival mode, but it wants to be in harmony. And that cream dose creates that harmony, that natural uh, flow of the body. And there's less disruption. That's why we love the cream over the injections because there's less disruption. When this, when this starts happening, this big high up and down that that's when cholesterol levels start getting goofed up. Hematocrit, hemoglobin levels, you know, things like that, potentially liver because it's having to process so much at one time, things like that. And what we're learning, what we're learning from Dr. uh, Samuel Denmead's research on treating prostate cancer with testosterone Mm -hmm. is that, it's the high and the low that resynchronizes the prostate. And so what we're seeing is, you know, guys who have low testosterone all the time or people who are using long-acting esters where they have high testosterone all the time, they tend to be more at risk of developing prostate cancer. What seems to reset the prostate is that up and down. And that's what Denmead has proven. Denmead is taking a 250 milligram shot once a month. What he's watching is this radical peak three days in and then it tapers down. And by the end of the month, the guy's got the testosterone levels of a 14 year old girl and they gets another right. shot. Well, right. he's proving that that pulse is important. But most men without interruption get that pulse daily. Guys mm-hmm. who are using cream or some other daily application are getting that pulse daily. So yep. the the prostate likes that pulse. It likes that pulse. We notice too, you know, we it's so funny is it is it we used to pay more attention to it, but as a clinic, we we pay less attention to PSA with our clients because it's never they never get over one. You know what I mean? They're all in the point four, point five, point six, never and if they and P- do and PSA in that way. So could, in, in two thousand and nine, I did a show where they found the presence of PSA in breast cancer tissue. So it's mm-hmm. not specific to the prostate at all. And in mm-hmm. fact, the, the, now f- forward-leaning clinicians realize that PSA mm, may not be really that important because when – so look at the times where PSA naturally increases in young men, old men. and Immediately after orgasm, your PSAs will be through the roof for like two days. Well, we know that orgasm is protective to the prostate. We know that. There's plenty of research that shows that men who have more orgasms don't get prostate cancer. And so how could we say PSA is an indicator of, of, of a problematic prostate? And, and if you ever go get a PSA test and your doctor says to you, man, your PSA is kind of high, and he doesn't ask you, did you have an orgasm last night or within the past couple of days? Yeah. Don't worry about your PSAs being high because if you did, in fact, have sex or self-pleasure yourself the night before or two nights before, yeah, yeah your PSAs are going to be through it the roof. It can peak testosterone, too. You know, it can peak testosterone. It can change LH and F. Like, those those levels, you know, it's – it like you just said that regular orgasms for men is, is critical, a, a healthy thing. Dude, and, man, uh, and I, I got to tell you, like, I, I am such a strong proponent. Like, I'm not telling men to go out and cheat. Uh, but absolutely, however you got to do it, you must have more than just one orgasm a week. You have to. It's healthy for you. It's healthy for your body. It's healthy for your brain. And more importantly, it's really healthy for your prostate. Perfect mm-hmm. example of the correlation doesn't always equal causation, Darcy Clark posted. And that's absolutely true. There's a lot of things 
that correlate, like fire trucks and house fires. But that doesn't mean mm. that fire trucks cause house fires, right? Could be a cat in a tree. You know, and you're right. And this is priceless information. And unfortunately, we don't reach enough people because we really do need to reach more men about this kind of stuff. I want to talk about HRT. I mean, HCG just for a moment in female uh, HRT. So I have a prediction. This is not being done currently. Okay. But I think the first line approach to perimenopausal women, women should be HCG injections before they go to uh, Frank hormone replacement therapy because if we look when we, when we look at hcg's role in uh in in uh, uh women who are infertile these women always have either very high or very low thyroid hormone very high or very low progesterone levels very high or very low estrogen levels or all three of those at the same time which is usually what happens and what we know about hcg when they give a woman a bolus, you know, 10,000 units intramuscularly of HCG uh, every week to bring on fertility. Well, what it really does, when we talk about bringing on fertility, what it really does is it, it synchronizes all the hormones. So all the hormones are like all over the place for this person. She can't get pregnant. She can't get pregnant. They, get, they take the HCG and it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, now we're really good. We can get pregnant now. So why aren't clinicians... Why isn't there more research being done on post uh, perimenopausal women just getting on HCG? And I'm talking about low doses. I'm talking about 150 units a day and nothing else. And looking at these women and saying, wow, their estrogen came up, their progesterone came up. Everything is where it belongs. This, because don't forget, fertility is something that happens in young women. Right. HRT is not supposed to happen in older women. Yes. HR- your body should not be ready to have be fertility. Right. And I'll, we'll talk about what we see. Well, 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 let me just make this point, and then I'm going to open it up to you to, to respond to me. So fertility is something that occurs in young women, not old. When doctors are trying to get female patients on HRT, what they're trying to do is move their old hormone levels back to youthful hormone levels. Well, why not just use HCG to do that? Because that's what it's doing. It's reestablishing youthful, quote-unquote, fertility-like hormone levels. What do you think? But, so here's what we see. So the number one thing we see with women, low testosterone. And, and they're OBGYN. No, nobody's addressing it. They're scared to death. They're like, testosterone, that's going to be, that's crazy. Uh, that's the number one thing. Number two thing we see with women that are, and these are, I'm telling you, not blood work necessary as much as, you know, they come to us because they're not happy, right? And is high estrogen. We see women coming to us that are just like, they don't, they hate the world. Everybody's an idiot. They don't want to do stuff. Guess where their estrogen is? It's always high. Right. Every single time. Right. And we see women coming over in their late forties. Their estrogen is up in, in the range of where you would be on, uh, trying to get for, you know, uh, like an in vitro process, like, you know, trying to, uh, get, I can't think of the word, like becoming fertile. And what we found is that, this conflict of high, you know, estrogen at 800 for a woman who's 47 is causing this internal conflict. And so with hormone replacement therapy, this is, like I said, this is just what we believe. With men and women, it's different. For men, we want to get all of our hormones like it was when we were younger. With women, we want to, it, it's kind of like that, hey, listen, you're not 25, you're not having babies anymore. It's time to shut those things down and increase the testosterone, which is the part of that helps them 
feel great, have their body cooperate with what they want it to do, have the libido and all those kind of things. The majority of the women, like I said, this is what we see and the, the kind of philosophies we have is that they come in and they're on pregnenolone and progesterone and DHEA and estrogen patch and the testosterone. And, and our docs will go, wipe it all that out. We're going to start you on, but you're not to stop. They're not on testosterone. Start them on, you know, testosterone, for example, low dose, 2.5, four milligrams, something, something in that range. Right. And we see how they we, you know, we do the, the consistent follow-up, how you feeling, how's this, their testosterone levels come up a little bit. And then everything balances out. Testosterone's it, you know, remember it's always, it's an upstream hormone in us and men and in women. And what we see is that when that testosterone gets up and it becomes dominant in their body, everything else usually self-regulates and then they feel good, right? At the end of the day, it's, we want them to feel good. We, what I was explaining to a woman the other day is that what we try to do, our goal is that we want to bring the, your plane above the storm, the storm being menopause. And what, what we've had success doing is helping women rise up above menopause, fly right over it, and then come down and, you know, into maybe it's maybe, you know, depending on how long that takes to do it without goofing up with all these other different hormones. Because as you get older, your progesterone should be low. Your your t- your estrogen should start dropping. Those See, I I, I I got to be honest with you. I disagree with this to to some degree, and and I respectfully disagree with it. Yeah. I'm open oh. to I'm open to to obviously learning more and more. Um, but but here here so, and and maybe you do this, but very few clinicians start the dialogue with a female patient by saying, um. So tell me, how were your periods when you were ovulating? Mm-hmm. You know, do you did you get like really horrible periods? Did you were you just miserable? Uh, you know, because we so, so when we look at the cycle that a woman goes through, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So so we know that like as she gets closer to menses, her progesterone levels rise, her estrogen mm-hmm. levels drop. This is why a lot of them get hot flashes and stuff like that. They get mm-hmm. anxiety and stuff. If you if you go exactly. Uh, uh, for lack of better terms, exactly, you know, 90 degrees away from that. No, 180 mm-hmm. degrees away from that, right? This mm-hmm. is where they usually spend their time feeling good in that month. Like, they, there's no problems. They wake up. They're not bloated. They're, they're, they're. So what, what a lot of clinicians don't do is they look at testosterone, progesterone, and the estrogens independently, like just separate hormones. And so mm-hmm. they may give a woman a dose of progesterone that is, let's say, and well, let's say what this is a clock. The period is a right. clock, right? So they give them, they give them a dose of progesterone that they would have realized at three o'clock. They give them a dose of estrogen that they would have realized at seven o'clock. And then they give them a dose of testosterone that they would have realized at noon. And so th- that's, th- that's a mistake. You, so those hormones are dancing throughout the 28 days. They're lining up, and when progesterone is high and estrogen is low, this is what's going on. I think part of the problem with some women who go, HRT just isn't for me, it's because those three hormones, and I say three, there's three estrogens, so really you know, there's more than three, but estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and even to some degree DHEA, they are not in the cyclical synchronization that they need to be. So these women just don't feel good. But if doctors would start to pay attention and go, okay, we are going to bring you your, all of your hormones to that sliver of time in between 
you know, uh, Ludel phase and 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 and, and the, the phase where you're actually uh, starting to uh, uh, have a period. We're going to bring it to that safe. You know that week and a half out of every month that you just feel like you're rocking. We're going to bring testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone right there, right there in that zone. And I don't think a lot of doctors do it. I think a lot of doctors go, well, your progesterone is uh, is is in the range we're looking for. Not high, not low. It's your estrogen is in the range we're looking for. Not high, not low. Your testosterone is in the range we're looking for. Which, by the way, I think women get far too little testosterone on HRT because everybody's afraid that they're going to grow penises or something like that, which right. is ridiculous. But I, I really like. Do you ask women like, tell me what your period is like? What was yeah, your so, period? Yeah. So when we talk to women that no, I would say fifty percent of them aren't having one. First off, they're yeah, still so having they a period. For like half of them are, are yes, some, they, not. Like a yeah, lot of times, they're not they're sense, knocking on the door. I get it. They're yeah. not even having yeah. one, yeah. right? Um, or they're just they might be thirty five and they're not having one. They're athletic or something like that. So we want to try to figure that out. Um, and, and then yeah, we understand. You know, we understand that the there's a change in the cycle and there's a range. You know, and I assume most blood work we use LabCorp, but shows the different. You know, phases, the follicle phase, the luteal phase, the ovulation phase, and those kind of things, right? And then it also shows, based on age, where they should be postmenopausal, right? Like, when you're postmenopausal, your progesterone should be meh. Doesn't, you know what I mean? And so what we see, like, for example, there's a woman who, who's actually a friend of ours. It, it, she came through, and she's just, like, not, like, hates the world, right? Comes through, we're looking, looking through things. Her progesterone, based on her phase, was, like, 11 or 12 or something like that. And it shouldn't be, and she's going into menopause. So it shouldn't be that high. And that's one of the issues. The last thing she needs is more estrogen or, or a, you know, a, a progesterone cream or something like that. And so we go through and see on you know the blood work shows. And we talk about when's your cycle, how's your cycle. And a lot of the times, like I said, the women that come to us were like, you know, like you, like you were saying that, you know, there's that time when they feel great. Like that's my wife, right? Like when she's, you know, PMS or whatever, that might be the time she's a little edgier, just hormone wise changes. But there's a, most of the women that come to us every day sucks. You know what I mean? That I'm like, so what day, when is your phase good? Never. It sucks. Everything sucks. Right. So that, that's usually our female clientele. And we're like, okay, well, let's see why it sucks. And we're like, oh, look, your, your estrogen's at 450 and you're 48 years old and your testosterone's at 12. Right, and you go to the gym six days and a week. Testosterone and testosterone is so underestimated in HRT. I know doctors that don't want to even prescribe testosterone because, quote unquote, it's a male hormone. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, I, I had a, a woman who she brought uh, our physician on a call to talk about. She wanted to talk to him about the, her OBGYN said that the, what, what we were recommending was not low dose testosterone; it was high dose. And so we got on the call. And he said, "What's what is low dose?" And she's like, "Anything." And he's like, how many women have you put on testosterone? And she's like, none. We don't believe in it. And we're like, okay. Well, we don't believe answer. in it. We don't. Yeah. And like, like, I want to shake those doctors. I want to go, did this woman have testosterone when she was young? They don't even know. They, they'll say, right. well, I'm, I don't know. Of course. She, see, this is the problem. So, it's and, the and, driving and, hormone. And, and the, the irony is that the top end of uh, testosterone levels for women is really the bottom end for men. And that's where they come up with it. It's like, oh, well, so, women I mean, and well, here. If you look at a lab corp, it's 8 to 48 is good. We, we, we like that 60 to 80 range. And what a lot of women don't understand because, listen, we get some of these female competitor folks that come in that they've jacked their body up and they're like, hey, can you help me get my body healthy again, which, which we're pretty good at doing. And their testosterone is like three, four, five hundred, right? So, like, so people understand that 
the the woman that might look like you what you don't want to look like isn't taking a little testosterone. Right. She's taking a lot of stuff. No, she's taking it, a she's taking a male dose. She's taking 250 right. 300 milligrams a week. Right. A They're week. taking high doses yeah. and that's what it to get that, you know, the voice change and some of those things that women worry about. But, you know, and I explained to him that, you know, me as a guy, like my testosterone cream is 200 milligrams, right? As a woman, it's anywhere from 2.5 to 5. We, we never go over 5. And it depends, like, what everybody absorbs and, and manages medication differently. Uh, women are different sizes, right? If you're 5'3", 114 pounds, or you're 5'9", 185 pounds, there's going to be a different dose that's needed and, and maybe, you know, depending on body fat and all that kind of stuff. So all that goes into to what we look at when we're looking at testosterone for women. But we just think less is more. What we've seen more times than not is women come in the door and they're on 50 things and we take them on one thing and we say, let's see how it works. Right. And then and let's roll in something else. And then and it takes longer for women's bodies to regulate to things like testosterone, any hormone, but testosterone especially. Um, and that's where, like, with the pellets, when there's, like, a pellet, you know, wolf women come and their pellets have, like, three different things in them, and they don't know what's making them feel good or what's making them feel bad and, and, and those kind of things, too. Or they go on a program, and it, they feel, like, amazing the first two, three months. And then what happens is, is it's it's kind of like being at the party, right? Eventually, the party gets old, and their body's like, we can't sustain these higher yeah, levels can't, of can't, 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 You just can't keep doing blow and drinking alcohol. No, it's a good analogy because that's kind of what where they try to do with all the hormones. And that's kind of, to be honest with you, more like what you were describing is kind of how we view that trying to keep them at that peak. Right. It's not the party. Eventually, the body's like, I can't stay at this party. Right. They have to have the cycle. Like we talked about with the cream and the men and women. That's just like what we see. And it, and it seems to work. You know, the changes should be subtle. There's nothing. There's no pill that's going to like make all the stress go away and, and you're going to like lose eight pounds and be better looking. Like it just doesn't work that way. Right. But, um, you know, so we do the best we can and keep them, uh, keep them healthy and keep them as happy as possible. I want to take a break because I want to come back and I want to talk about HCG and the thyroid. Uh, this is a really interesting discussion that no one is having. Uh, but that's why we do the renew life RX show here at the Supreme radio network. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Did you know that the U.S. Department of Health actually patented cannabinoids as antioxidants and neuroprotectants? So, clearly there is promise for CBD to help with a variety of issues. HEMP's U.S.-grown CBD system is fully tested for purity and safety. For daily balance, HEMP has the best-tasting CBD tinctures available. Their Super Breath Blast delivers near-immediate relief and relaxation while on the go. And for your muscles, joints, and temples, the Magic Balm works wonders. Relax and feel better naturally with the HEMP CBD system from HEMP.com. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. 
Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out on the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse CanSee eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how CanSee eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. Don't hate us because we feel good. See how I did that? I'm back on my side now. Welcome back to the Renew Life RX show. Uh, two things I got to mention. Uh, first of all, uh, we will have a show Friday for the first time in a long time tomorrow. Every other Friday, we will be doing the pep talk, and it's all about peptides. Uh, we're going to be joined by Dr. Carl Page. He is a uh, one of the uh, leaders uh, in the International Peptide Society, and uh, he will be on. So this Friday, we're going to just do a cursory review of the growth hormone secretagogues because I'm tired of people being robbed by quote-unquote supplements like Cerevital that is supposed to increase your growth hormone 300%. Well, if you don't have any growth hormone when you're 55 years old and times it by 3.5, it's, it's not going to – you remember math? You know, 0 times 0 is 0, 22 times 0 is 0. So, you know – use that. Yeah, they, well, well, they, well they, were, they, were real, they were real legitimate – uh, uh, ways for your doctor to give you something that will increase growth hormone to youthful levels. So don't get scammed. So we're going to do that. Then the following show, there are some amazing peptides for cognition and nootropics. Forget about the pills. There's one that comes from porcine brain tissue. I'm about to experiment with it, but you feel it like you go, like it's like, oh man, wow, I feel this. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of those. Uh, there are some copper peptides we're going to talk about because people are, uh, who have iron overload need copper to get into the cells faster. So we're going to be doing the pep talk. Do you think NAD helps with that? Well, okay, so do I think NAD is important? Yeah, but you don't need to buy NAD. If you just take nicotinic acid, real niacin, $6 at Kroger's, it converts to NAD. Mm. You know, so so uh, real quick story. So um, – the company that patented NAD, 
uh, decided to stop selling it to Life Extension Foundation, everybody else, and just going out and selling it directly themselves. So what did what did Life Extension come to do? They found the precursor to NAD, and they said, "Well, buy this, and it converts to NAD instead of just taking the NAD." Well, the hell with all that. Just take just take real niacin. Just take nicotinic acid, and eventually it converts to NAD. I did a show eight or nine years ago saying that the, the two most valuable anti-aging supplements you can take are melatonin and niacin. End of story. The pennies a day. Pennies a day. I was just thinking lately that I have melatonin. I always buy it, and then I never take it, and I need to start taking it. There's something I was, I'm reading this book on. Uh, it's a lot of meditation stuff, and uh, but it talks about how important the mel- melatonin is to – certain ways your brain processes things and uh joe dispinoza i think is is, you know i'm talking about yeah d D spinoza yeah 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 yeah, he's got a pretty cool one called book i'm working on so so real quick uh, dylan uh gutro who lives in uh uh, louisiana has a question we will get to it i don't want to post it yet but we will get to it dylan so stick around um the other thing i wanted to mention was i'm hiring a salesperson and the position will make $65,000 first year, absolutely. Uh, if you love this industry, if you want to become part of a team that's actually changing and saving lives, you know, I'm in my th- – I just had my 13-year anniversary last year. I'm in my 14th year. If you want to become part of this team, please email, email me at onair at superhumanradio.net. If you have any sales experience, we can work together, so check that out. Um, cool. So Anthony Roberts came on my show in 2007, when I was still with Clear Channel, and we did uh, an episode that looked at HCG uh, for hypothyroidism. So there are a host of studies out there on women for fertility using HCG at doses of 10,000, 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 IUs in a single injection. Boy, that's a lot of HCG. Mm-hmm. And of them go through a period of thyroid storm or hyperthyroidism. So Anthony, I wish maybe I could find the show. Maybe I can. But Anthony went through all the literature and he found evidence that HCG, because HCG is like, is like the skeleton key hormone. You know, it looks like luteinizing hormone. And well, it also looks like thyroid stimulating hormone. It looks just like TSH. And that's why it, it stimulates the body to do a lot of things. Yes. You know? It's, and, it's, and it's, it's the best. It's, it's the best. Yes. So what are your thoughts on? So I've noticed, in fact, I stopped taking my armor thyroid when I started taking HCG again, because when I was taking my uh, armor thyroid and I started out on some high doses, I started out 400 IUs three days in a row. Man, I was sweating constantly. I felt like I was on Cytomel again. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to stop taking my th- armor. You, I've been taking 150, 100, yeah, took the, I took it out. Yeah. And I'm just taking the, I'm taking, and by the way, thanks to you, I have something else to add to this discussion. I take my HCG before bed. It completely changes sleep architecture. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm a madman. I have three different devices. I track my sleep. My REM sleep increased and my deep sleep increased. When I started taking 150 IUs of HCG before bed, and I noticed it made me sleepier. Nice. No, that's good. Well, I think HCG also has this effect too that kind of chills you out, right? And that's where I think women, sometimes pregnant women with their HCGs through the roof, they're like, there's kind of lackadaisical and things like that. And that's why I also think it works. We've never 
done the HCG diet, so to speak. But uh, one of the, the thoughts behind it is that it just kind of makes you less worried about being hungry, less stress. You know, like there's there's like a there's a chill thing about HCG as well that uh, can help. But for some people too, we notice that they'll take HCG and it can spike libido rapidly. So we have people kind of, you know, like the last thing you want is you're getting ready to go to bed, wife's already asleep, and all of a sudden you're like, ooh, I'm, I'm, don't, I can't fall asleep, right? And so sometimes even the morning, it can it can spike energy. So everybody reacts to it a little bit different uh, from what we see. So we can, that's why we do our such a consistent follow-up is, how you feeling? How you sleeping? Right. That's like literally the second question we ask. How's your mood? To find out if, you know, in your case, you know, taking it at night works better, right? That's awesome. And uh, but for others, it can keep them up. But I, I would like people and clinicians who happen to catch the show to consider HCG for their hypothyroid patients because not only will that's it correct a- their thyroid, but it correct a lot of other hormones as well. That's, that's interesting. I, we don't do much with the, and just because we don't, you know, from an experience standpoint, we haven't run the the gamut of seeing how the HCG and the thyroid are, are working together. But, you know, what, what we also do believe is that clients come in with low testosterone, their, their thyroid's not optimal. We don't touch the thyroid yet. Well, let's, like I said, let's see what happens when we pour this testosterone in upstream and see how the body. And, that's I mean, a great point. Time, Every, almost every single time, the thyroid function gets a little bit better. Well, and you know, you know, you know or, what, you know somebody what. Somebody might say, "Hey, I'm going to put you on thyroid meds, jack your thyroid up, and then you now you're dependent on it, and you need it." When all you really needed was a little bit of testosterone. Well, testosterone and thyroid yeah. hormone are reciprocals of each other. In fact, if yeah. you look at men who are hyperthyroid, they're also hypergonadal. Men who are like uh, idi- have idiopathic hyperthyroidism, like they're just producing so much thyroid hormone, they're raging. Their testosterone is through the roof too, mm-hmm. so there is a correlation. You're absolutely right. So what what makes you not think that? Well, if I correct testosterone, the thyroid and will straighten. And out. a lot of those guys too. It's we don't. I mean, it's rarely checked, but we definitely don't check when they're younger. Usually have higher SHBG levels too to compensate to move all these hormones that are around because because of that volume. And then what happens is you get older, testosterone dips, your thyroid function dips. SHBG stays where it was, right? And so we have guys all the time come over, their testosterone's 650, 700, and they feel like crap and it has nothing to do with it, but their SHBG is at 80 or 90 or 100, right? And so we put them on testosterone, usually no HCG for those guys, depending on a few other things, and now they feel great again. Because when they were 21, 22, 23, they might have been at 1,800 or 2,000. Right. No one checks it until there's a problem, right? So right. it's really hard to to figure out where you should be. Go and, and so if you're taking uh uh HCG already guys, take it at night, it will improve your sleep. I was at Taylor Made Health on Monday. I raised that point to them. They said they're actually going to do some research and look into it. So Dylan Gutro has a question. He says uh he's wow, we blocked. He's got a big question. I can't even see my eyes mm-hmm. anymore. I have a question. I've been on HCG for probably 7 years on top of my testosterone. Uh started daily 150 micrograms. Uh, every AM about two years ago, the first year I loved it. I felt, oh, I just, I felt, I'm sorry. The, the first year I loved it, I felt, uh, I woke up quicker and no fog whatsoever. I don't feel that anymore. Should I be looking at bumping the dosage, stopping it for a bit or what? Obviously, you're, you're not, you're not looking at my blood work. 
uh, anything, but uh, I have good the last three results. Just wondering what you think. So we're not going to give any advice because uh, we're not doctors. But in a case like that, typically what uh, our physicians would do is have them stop. Like I said earlier, some people can have a, a, a genetic disposition that can develop antibodies against HCG, and your body will fight it and it won't work anymore. But when you have, but when you have something outwardly like an allergic reaction that you would see, because no, you, no nope. huh? your body just your body's like, oh, that's foreign. Block, fight it, and it and it never gets the chance to do what it's supposed to do. I have a, a doc we work with out of Utah, super smart guy. He'd be great at the show. His name's Doctor Willie, and uh, he's got a couple books too. I think one that's around here. But he uh, he's a big you know, believer in this, and he's seen it to where. And it's not everybody, right? But but some people eventually the body kind of builds up this tolerance for it, and it doesn't work as well. That's why, like for our clients, almost never will we consistently keep it on, keep them on it. For I'd say a lot to most folks that take it consistently, it's six weeks every ninety days. They'll do six weeks of that ninety days would be the the most consistent kind of time of it because you can kind of burn out those receptors too, especially high doses. The guys that like the bodybuilder stuff, I think of where they're like, yeah, I'm going to do two thousand IU's every day for five days. Like you that can- actually that actually so the the research out there shows that because it's so effective at 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 stimulating lytic cell activity. That taking those high doses actually makes the lytic cells stop producing. They become exhausted. It's the same concept as androgen deprivation therapy, shutting down testosterone production. It's the same thing. And you're right. The body likes things for a while. That's mm-hmm. the way we are. I mean, right. we, we have seasons. You know, it's the same like. With, I mean, I always equate the, the analogy to alcohol, right? Like, you, if you start having a beer every night, Great. Well, then it goes to two, and then it goes to three, and then it, you know what I mean. Or you stop drinking for you know. I know a lot of people that gave up Lent or gave up drinking for Lent here recently, and when they go back, that first drink's gonna be like, oh, you know, all these things are other drugs, right? Like that that stuff. Food is a drug, right? Like the sugar, sugar is a drug. You take some time off sugar, and you have sugar again. You might be a little more hyper and giddy. You know what I mean? As opposed to the people. So we, we have to keep all of that stuff in mind with the the chemicals that we introduce. So just in case Dylan missed it, your 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 approach is you're on for six weeks every ninety days. So if you look at ninety days as the period, you're on for six weeks of that ninety days, and you're off for another six weeks technically, right? Or for, uh, four right. weeks of the ninety. Uh, days. Yeah, no, no it's it's, it, it, it's right in that range. But like I said, it totally varies on you know how much HCG you get, whether you get it or not, how much you should be, those kind of things is it, it really varies, right? And a lot of it has to do with like the conversations that we have is well, we can tell through some of the questions that we ask how well it's working. If it's not working, is it time to take time off because we don't want SHBGs getting too high and now we're competing with the testosterone levels that we've increased. Um, and then we don't want potential, you know, uh, LH and, and FSH burnout with the, uh, the HCG as well. So at the end of the day, doing it, doing it right and, and figuring out what works right for you and paying attention to it's the most important thing. Jason Lelou is listening live today. He said, I'm late, but at least you're here and you can always Sorry. go back and listen to everything else that you missed. Um, okay. So uh, I want to uh, go ahead and start talking about BPC. Uh, yeah, I'm talk with it. my doc. Yeah. yeah. Dylan said he's going to talk with his doc. He has a good one. That's good. Yeah, that's it. Um, so BPC, we've done shows on BPC back before anybody I, in fact i did the first show on bpc with uh with the del musa 
I want to say two or three years ago, uh, when he was still coming on and doing the uh, Subversity Science Roundup, uh, BPC is an amazing peptide. It's orally active. It's absorbed and biologically active orally. It is best injected. It is best injected closest to the site that you want to stimulate repair, but not everybody is willing to do that. So if you inject it in the belly fat or skin, it will get there. But the, but the premise behind uh, peptides is they will go to the receptors closest to the injection site. So if you've That's got bursitis right. in your shoulder, pick some skin up here and just push it in. I do it. I was injecting it directly into my foot after I'll tell surgery. You, my, my, well, very similar to yours is so with with me with beef PC one fifty seven. I don't know if I told, you know I had the whole inflammation autoimmune issue and the inflammation was so bad it actually caused an acute tear in my Achilles tendon uh, back in July. So I couldn't do cardio. Haven't been on a treadmill. Um, I'm actually doing stem cells in two weeks, so it'll be something cool to talk about. But uh, and I was like, so I finally decided to do BPC one fifty seven because as a clinic now we're doing. We're rolling out all these peptides. We started doing some stuff a little bit earlier with them, and uh, we're—I mean—we're seeing like just crazy, crazy results. And then, to me personally, the BPC one fifty seven after one week of being on it, I'm back on the treadmill walking, and now it's—I've been on for three weeks, and I can like jog again. Nothing. I was flatlined for six months. Nothing changed. I was supposed to be in a boot. I'm not getting in a boot. And, and, And now that I'm. The, the BPC 157. So I'm doing it. I, I pinch the skin right near my Achilles tendon. There you go. I'm using like a 31, uh, was it five gauge? Yeah, five sixteenth. Yeah, yeah, the ones yeah. from from Costco. Ooh, Are you getting them from yeah. Costco? <laughs> no, we just they just come yeah, through, through right. the clinic. But the little and just pop little. And I do um, I don't know 15 units. I'd have to double check what what all that. The, our docs are more versed on it than I am, but it is working incredibly. And the other peptide I've been doing. Um, to, and this is kind of all part of this, you know, post-surgery, getting my body back type thing. And uh, I've been doing the IGF-1 uh, pre-workout, and I've been doing the CJC-1295 uh, and Epimeron before bed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just – my overall body composition is just next level, and I feel great. Inflama- I no inflammation. I'm training harder than I have in the last couple of years. Uh, but the most important thing is that BPC-157, my Achilles area, is – Un, yeah. I would I would have told you, listen, if you would have told me it would have been what it is, I would have thought, I'm like, eh. Nah, yeah, right. Nah. It, dude, because, it because we've all been let down by so many things that are supposed oh. to work, you know? Yeah, especially when you've been in the industry, you know, so long, yeah. you know, you've seen it all, right? So, right. and I was like, eh, I don't know. And then, I, you know, we tried it. Our, even, you know, our medical director's got a hip, hip issue, and he's been doing it in his hip. And he's like, he said, it's helping him out. He doesn't, he's getting kind of, do more physical things with his hip. Uh, so he's like, he's like, man, we got to get, we got to help as many people as we can with this stuff. And it's, uh, it's huge. And then I'm going to do, I'll be doing stem cells too in the same area. I want to give the BPC 150. So I don't know if I told you this, we're launching a stem cell clinic here in Texas. You in mentioned, about, you mentioned that you mentioned that you're working months. on it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be doing that for uh, here in the, in the woodlands area. Pretty excited about it. But the, uh, I want to see how that works too. But the BPC 157, Stamp of approval. Awesome. So let's talk about BPC for a second. So I, I had the – I'm very fortunate that uh, that TaylorMade Health, which is the – here's what I found out. I didn't know this. TaylorMade is the only FDA-approved pharmacy that can fill peptide prescriptions in the 
country, in the country, and they are licensed in all 50 states to fill prescriptions. So no matter where you live, your doctor can join IPS, the International Peptide Society, educate themselves about how to prescribe and what to use certain peptides for, and now start giving access to their patients. This is, I, I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am about this. So guess what? Taylor Maid is in a little town uh, east of me called Nicholasville, Kentucky. I drove out there Monday. I got a tour of the lab. Holy crap. Um, we're talking about a lab that's probably worth $30 million, maybe more. Wow. Uh, they have, so they, uh, Ryan Smith gave me the tour. They gave me the tour of the peptide uh, sequencers. Uh, so they don't use recombinant uh, to produce their peptide. So the, the standard has always been recombinant where you actually feed certain bacteria amino acids and they poop them out in a certain string. And then you got to kill the bacteria and wash everything, do it, blah, blah, blah. They actually are using peptide sequencers to synthesize. And one of the machines will produce a whole kilogram uh, of peptides. Now, then they HPLC tested. He showed me the HPLC station. And let's say uh, a certain percentage of it is not what it's supposed to be. We call that aggregate. They mm -hmm. actually wash that out where other peptide manufacturers, they just mix it up and oh, yeah, yeah. put it in. Of course, the aggregate is what causes the allergic reaction you're talking about. He, Ryan and I talked about this. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, back sure. back in the day, back in the day when guys like you and I were, you know, looking on websites for blue tops, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? For, when I mean, you were competing. I mean, there's other pharmacies out there that do some peptide stuff, and that's where that itch comes from. Is You're, you're right, the aggregate. It's funny. I, I didn't know that. I haven't talked to them about that. But we do, you know, we we work with TaylorMade as well and have been very pleased with uh They're unbelievable. This They are literally going to change medicine. I sincerely mean that. They're brilliant. They're forward-thinking. Their, their, their level of curiosity. When I told Ryan that I've seen – first of all, when I showed him how I track my sleep, he was like, I, I got to get that, I got to get that. I said, I see a complete change in my sleep architecture since I'm taking the 150 IUs of, uh, of HCG right before bed. It makes me sleepier, and I sleep deeper. It's, he said he's going to do some research on it. But the BPC-157, magic. And it's magic for a lot of reasons. Uh, I was told that some people, not a lot, but some people who suffer from GERD get complete relief from their GERD by using BPC-157. I know BPC works for the stomach. I know that. Yeah, I've never, I've never taken it orally, but I, I've heard it's supposed to solve all kinds of, like, it can help, like, Crohn's, or maybe not cure or solve yeah. it, like, yeah. Crohn's and all kinds of different gut problems i mean maybe leaky gut too um uh, i don't know i haven't taken it um orally yet i've just been focused on the but i, I love it and it's something that i'm going to continue uh doing uh let's go ahead and answer this question for jason lalu uh, who's listening live from texas or watching live he said uh, i had a question i went uh, to get a new bottle of dhea yesterday and they had the bottle from life extension that was seven keto dhea as well as dhea what's Seven keto DHEA. First of all, well, seven keto. You, you know what it is, right? Because back in the bodybuilding days, we used to use it to supposedly bur target burning fat. You remember it? Yeah, but I don't. know. I mean, does it does it really work much better? No. So here's here's the thing. 
Okay. I mean, that's, that's what we never were like. It's just more expensive. So seven keto, seven keto DHEA is a metabolite of DHEA. Your body will produce it if you take DHEA. But this was back in the day when DHEA first became popular. It's kind of like SARMs and testosterone. Like people are like, oh, SARMs are better than testosterone because they don't have any of the quote negative effects. Well, it doesn't have any of the quote good effects either, quite frankly, but that's neither here nor there. So seven keto DHEA back in the day, when we didn't understand everything about DHEA that we do today, people were like, yeah, and no, I don't want to take DHEA. That's a hormone. And, and, you know, it raises testosterone and raises estrogen. And, yeah, I don't want to take it because, it. well, 7-keto is supposed to be the part of the DHEA downstream metabolites that is responsible for the body fat reduction seen in DHEA. So they isolated it and produced just 7-keto DHEA. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. No. Just take DHEA. No. Just take DHEA. I mean, we, we never, we never, like I said, the only thing I've ever seen is that it's just more expensive. Uh, there's, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, we recommend DHEA through the clinic often, but not one time have we ever done the seven keto DHEA. Yeah, it's a waste of time. In fact, I even experimented with transdermal seven keto to see if it would spot fat reduce. Uh, and I had people at my gym. This is back, this is probably 17 years ago. And nobody saw any changes. DA, oh, the other thing is people claim that when you take 7-keto DHEA, it upregulates thermogenesis. You feel hotter and you sweat more. Well, the truth is if you take DHEA, the same thing happens because DHEA is an adrenal yeah. hormone. It's an adrenal hormone. We, Let's not we, we actually have it. We see it sometimes more with women than men. We'll have them you know, take the DHEA before bed because it can increase that and it can help with fat loss. But some people are sensitive to it. They don't sleep as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you can't so, because you know, because because part of the troubleshoot. because um, DHEA and melatonin are are reciprocals of each other, complete reciprocals. In fact, uh, melatonin suppresses adrenal production of DHEA, and as you get closer to the morning and cortisol starts to rise, DHEA starts to rise in order to suppress the effects of melatonin. So taking DHEA at night, no bueno, not a good idea. It really isn't. Uh, Jason Lalu, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Dylan Gutro has a question. He said, um, have you all ever heard about taking BPC for chronic sinus issues taken nasally? I moved to Texas from Louisiana 17 years ago, and I've had sinus issues ever since. I've never heard, I've never heard anything about it. I haven't, but I'll tell you something about moving from Michigan to Texas is I'm allergic to every damn tree, weed, grass, stick, some people probably. So I can, I can affiliate Dylan, but I don't know anything about the BPC. And, and, of course, Jason Lelou said uh, that's because the pollen is bigger in Texas. Yeah. Well, everything is bigger in Texas. Listen, if you're not from and you're not in this area, like there's a, there's a, a yellow coating over everything. Yeah. If you leave your car outside for two days, it is literally like you can't see it through the windshield. It's nuts. So th- this, this question comes from Darcy Clark, and it's an, actually a good one. And I was, I was going to inject this, no pun intended, but I didn't want to, like, Yes, absolutely. BPC taken along with LL37 uh, is is an excellent idea because BPC has some powerful uh, effects on creating a healthy gut, and LL37 is kind of like the uh, uh, the the rat patrol that goes in and kills all the bad stuff. Uh, so yes, taking them together, you don't, but you don't have to. So here's the deal. If you take the LL37 by itself, you're going to see remarkable changes in your gut and digestive function. 
You'll see fungal infections go away. I mean, the emails and the messages I'm getting about the LL37 stuff I've talked about is really very gratifying to me because people are saying, I've had gut problems for two decades. I did the LL37. It's amazing. And I mean, I've, I've, I've found the same thing. What do you, what do you recommend with that? Is it? What the LL37? Yeah. I think that's next. You take a hundred. Well, okay. So if you get a vial that's five milligrams and you reconstitute it with four milliliters of injectable saline, Mm -hmm. bacteriostatic water, sodium chloride solution. I like sodium chloride solution because the, the peptides are stable longer in them. Uh, Mm -hmm. but anyway, Whatever you use to reconstitute it with, that's an acceptable injectable uh, vehicle. You put four milliliters in there. Then every 10 units on the insulin syringe is 125 micrograms of LL37. So -hmm. if you take 125 micrograms a day for 50 days, maybe it's 150. But anyway, uh, it turns a five milligram vial of LL37 into 50 daily injections. You take it for 50 days and halfway through, you'll see changes in your stomach. My stomach got flatter. It's less distended. So that's, it's like a, takes a few weeks to notice. And I, I don't know much about it, but I know. Two weeks, were, two weeks. I was able to eat bread again. I couldn't eat bread. I couldn't eat Quest products because of the fi- the fiber in them. I would maybe eat a Quest product and I would get bloated. Eat What's that? Yeah, if I have weight, maybe I said, maybe, maybe it'll allow me to get, eat Whey protein again without it kind of... I'm going to send you a jug of Thrive. I didn't want to say anything. I'm going to send you a jug of Thrive. So everybody that's ever told me that they... they in fact, Rob Regish was told by his doctor that he was allergic to whey protein because he got stuffed nose as soon as he used it. And mm-hmm. he uses Thrive every single day, a couple times a day. Mm-hmm. And he said it's the only... And there's reasons for that. I'll get into it after I send it to you. Um, awesome. But yeah, uh, absolutely. LL37, in two weeks, you start to notice the magic. It will change your gut if you have gut issues. And, yes, taking it with BPC-157 cannot hurt. It cannot One hurt. thing I heard with it, can it make you feel a little, like, uh, not fluey, but almost just a little run down, like almost like you're yes, down? Yes, absolutely. I've had someone that okay. okay, so depending on your bacterial and fungal load, Microbes, yeah. depending on the load, there is a phenomenon called Herxheimer effect. You can hmm. look it up. So – uh, this can happen anytime you even take a powerful antibiotic. Mm-hmm. And so, so when, when these bad microbes die, they literally squirt all that bad poop out at all at one time. So you have this overwhelming concentration of those things that are making you sick times a hundred because it all mm-hmm. goes into your bloodstream at once. Herxheimer usually lasts two to five days the most, and then it goes away. I warn people about this when they, they take it. I had a family that used LL37 on a daughter who is on the spectrum. I said, watch her for the next couple of days. She wasn't communicative. If she looks like she's sick, you know, this is what it is. Don't bail on it. Wait a couple of days. And while she didn't have that effect, I tell people that when you use LL37, be prepared the first week four days, three days, you may feel like, man, I feel like I'm getting the flu. Something, I just don't feel good. That's her, that's Herxheimer. But that's, that's showing you that it's working. Yeah. Well, I know that, you know, it's just like you said with the, I think the great kind of connection with that is when you take antibiotics, which you shouldn't take unless you have to, but is that whole, that feeling of like, woo, everything's kind of a little loose and you feel a little, you know, run down, but that's interesting to, uh, any specific time of day you think recommended for that? I take it first thing in the morning. That's when I take it. I don't take it at night because I, 
I don't want it to disrupt my sleep. I'm very, 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 very selective about what I eat for my last meal and what I take at night uh, before mm-hmm. bed. I mean, all I do is I take 10 milligrams of melatonin now and 150 IUs of HCG before bed. And my sleep is like unbelievable right now. I track it with three different devices and triangulate the information. And I am sleeping so well right now. It's unbelievable. That's awesome. Uh, like, let's see. I'm going to add the melatonin in it. Yeah, I, I love melatonin. Melatonin, everyone should take melatonin. Really, I really mean that. Dr. Doctor uh, uh, Russell Ryder came on my show for the first time in 2006 and has been on a dozen times since then. He's, they call him the godfather of the pineal gland. He has authored uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, like 800 studies on the pineal gland and its primary yeah. hormone melatonin. And yeah. he, he just he just retired. At 84, he just stopped teaching at the University of Te- uh, Texas at Dallas. He just stopped. Just uh-huh. And he's not, he's still authoring papers. He's still being cited on other people's work where he's a part of, and he's in his 80s. The guy, and he takes 60 milligrams, six zero, 60 milligrams of sub, sublingual melatonin every night. Wow. That, that seems like, I, th- I feel like 10 is a lot. But oh, I've, I experiment it? with 30 sometimes when I feel like I, I'm going to need it tonight. I'll take 30. Really? Uh, let's see here. Let me just make sure I cover all the questions. What about lowering the dosage for the first week? Uh, no, it's not going to change the effect. If it's, if LL37 is working and those microbes are dying, what you're getting is like, like think of it as pollution. Like think about like if you stuck a potato in a tailpipe, you know the engine's going to stall because all that smog is backing up into the engine. So what's happening is when you take LL37, the die off is what makes you feel sick. Now, the die off is good and necessary. And it's not horrible. It's not like you can't live your life. You can still live your life. Uh, here, Darcy Clark says, um, this happens whenever uh, I do gut healing, SIBO, fungal, and parasite protocols with clients. They always get that sick feeling. Uh, and, 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 that, and it's called Herxheimer. And Dr. Herxheimer discovered it like in the 1800s. Uh, and uh, and, and they, so they named it after him. And he says it lastly, it lasts usually one to two weeks. My experience with Herxheimer is it lasts me a few days. Uh, but yeah, I guess it could last weeks for some people. Absolutely. No doubt about it. What else we got to talk about, brother? I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, when will the stem cell clinic be open? The, the goal is, is mid April that we're, uh, bringing in clients. We've got a pretty awesome team. Uh, we're putting together here a few docs and then I'm just, I'm the guy that runs around, plugs everything in and turns lights on basically. The, and, uh, yeah, so we're excited. We're going to be doing it here, uh, in the Woodlands, Texas. We'll have a lot of our, which real cool. A lot of our, uh, Renew Life RX clients are already getting ready to signing up to fly in to get it done, you know, because we've done so well by them that they trust us to do that as well. One of the physician we're bringing on that's doing it is like one of the renowned guys out of South Carolina, just doing phenomenal job. Excuse me, phenomenal job doing it. Um, and coincidentally, he wants to get out here to Texas, so uh, we're gonna put some things together. So it's uh, it's it's awesome. Everything's coming pretty close. We'll keep you in the details. On I gotta it. I gotta tell people something. <clears throat> um, you're one of the most amazing individuals I've ever met for working behind the scenes to do things that actually improve people's lives. And I know that's why you do it. No, no. Cause I met, I met your partner at the, uh, at the Arnold, you know, that oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. we talked yeah. a little bit and, and you know, there are people in this world that I seem to be surrounded by 
that I consider really decent human beings, like the kind of people that you'd say, hey, would you babysit for me? You know what I mean? Because you're not worried about right. them molesting your kids or right, letting exactly. them fall out a window. And and people in this audience need to understand uh, that behind the scenes, the value uh, and the improvement in quality of life uh, that you provide uh, for the people that you work with, I know it because they reach out to me. They they like, hey, man, you know, this is – and I pass it on to you. Like, you know, people are saying – Yeah, well, no, I, 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 no, I appreciate it. It's a- it's it's uh you know, I think that when you're when your passion is to help people, you know, and see where that, that's what you know, like that's that's how it all started for me with this is I was trying to find guys that would help some of these guys I was doing nutrition these high profile guys I was doing nutrition coaching for. I was trying to plug them into docs and then what I realized is there's there's just always a mess. And so I was like, I'm gonna create a process that allows this to happen at like a high service level, right? And and then that's it, right? It's just really how can I reach more people? And, you know, the stem cell thing is something that I mega believe in. That's going to be game changer uh, from a health standpoint. Same with the peptides. That's why we really rolled out all these peptides with, with, in our clinic now, because it's game changer. And I'm, you know, I'm not the guy that's promoting it. It's not about money or anything like my Achilles tendon is doing the best it's done. And, you know, Uh Oh, we lost the camera. I hate that. We were coming to the end of the show anyway. Let's see if he dials back in. You know what? Let me uh, go ahead and do this. Let me go ahead and run a commercial because we're not done yet. Let me run a commercial, and we'll be right back. Stay with me. Don't don't leave. Don't leave. Stay with me. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert, but this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. For the past four months, I've been keeping a secret. Every night at bedtime, I tape my mouth shut with Somnifix strips. That's right, and here's why. Whether you snore or not, at some point in the night, almost all of us start breathing through our mouth. Since I've started using Somnifix strips, I've noticed that I sleep deeper and have seen improvements in my health, fitness, and cognitive function. That's because nose breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system and improves nitric oxide production. And that leads to improved sleep, immunity, carbon dioxide, oxygen exchange, and much more. Oh, and if you do snore, it'll help you stop snoring. Try Somnifix risk-free. Go to somnifix.com forward slash SHR. Get a free trial pack of Somnifix strips today. Wanting to try CBD but not sure what to trust? Check out H-Hemp. h 
Like healthy, happy, honest. HM CBD System makes it simple with one CBD tincture. Available in three great tasting flavors. A super powerful breath spray that GQ Magazine named a top CBD product. And a topical CBD balm that is simply the bomb. Relax and feel better naturally with the H-Hemp CBD system available at hemp.com. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.liveonlabs.com slash Carl. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Welcome back. I don't know what happened. It happens once in a while. Cameras just drop out from nowhere. You know what I did? I went and refreshed the screen, and then I gave a shot of BPC-157 into my computer, and it came back. There you go. <laughs> you know BPC stands for Body Protection Complex? I, I, now I do. Now I didn't know that. And there, is, you know, there is a lot of evidence that BPC does a lot more things than, than we know about. It's starting to emerge. I mean... We know that it's effective in healing soft tissue. There is evidence now that it's also effective in uh, healing bone injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just. I mean, that's that's why we've gone all in on this and the peptide thing because you know, like you were saying earlier, like before the camera went out, like that is what we believe. Like, what where can we help people, right? And and there is so much that can be done, whether it's hair regrowth, erectile dysfunction skin elasticity, you know, mimicking all the things that growth hormone can do uh, without the negative consequences of growth hormone or the price. There's so many things in that space. And like, you know, being on regenerative medicine focused, you know, is like that's the stem cells, the same thing. You know, we're, we're going to be doing uh, IV drips, some really awesome stuff too. And, you know, I, I seriously, I tell people I want to live to be 150 years old and all the stuff that I'm doing is because, I want to figure that I want to whoever wants to who, who wants to come with me. Right. And let, we don't want to develop that path to try to help people as well to do it. Well, and so see if you can get some of the uh, nootropic peptides from uh, the folks at Taylor made. Yeah, because um, we're going to do that show. Uh, like I said, tomorrow we're going to do uh, growth hormones, accretagogues, but then the next show we're going to do on the uh, peptides that affect cog- cognition and, the one that has been derived from porcine brain tissue, I have mm. been told that you feel it. Like when like it's not, like mo- most, most the, yeah, most nootropics people are like, I think, I think I feel it. I think, I yeah. think, you know, no, I, I was told like, no. Uh, we have a nootropic that we had that, I mean, I'm telling you color actually is like more, you know, that's, that's what, from what we've seen is, you know, messing with that kind of stuff. But I'm excited to try it. I, uh, microdosing LSD does that for me. If I microdose yeah, LSD, which I haven't been doing recently, <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I was doing it last year quite a bit. Really? Uh, yeah, I ran out, and I just haven't bothered to get more. Uh, and I'm going to get more. Yeah. But microdosing LSD makes everything. Break, What's that? I can't, 
I'm such a control freak. I can't even. Well, but life. here's the thing you don't understand. So microdosing LSD, you're only taking 30 to 50 micrograms. A, a dose that makes you trip mm-hmm. is above 250 micrograms, usually four or 500 micrograms. So oh, wow. taking 30 micrograms, it's like you just feel good. You feel happy. You don't know why you feel happy. Uh, wow. The sun is so beautiful. You start noticing things like, man, that's a beautiful picture. I never noticed it. It's there all the time. It's funny, Mitch. Is I was thinking about this in the shower this morning, where a lot of profound thoughts happen. Yeah, because you know I'm deep in this meditation book and I'm focused on the meditation. And I was thinking about this specifically because I was thinking that I think if you really can control your mind and learn how to do it and learn how to, you know, your major thoughts. And there's something that I was looking at yesterday. It said that. Your thought or your, your, every cell in your body is eavesdropping on your thoughts. Right. Meaning that like you can, you really can control that stuff. And if you really can harness your thoughts and take yourself into a state of mind, you can be that way. Right. And, and, and I think that's the next, you know, cause I was thinking like these, you know, Silicon Valley CEOs, you know, going out in the desert or like microdosing to try to stimulate creativity and those things. I, I think that, you know, for me personally, I'm trying to crack the code on doing that without outside substance. Well, meditate meditation plays a role in that. So Ron oh, Penna, huge. Ron Penna, uh, the, the, really the, 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 the genius behind quest sent me the book, the mind illuminated recently. And I just started mm-hmm. reading it. I'm only like a third of the way into it, but it talks about the different stages of meditation in a completely different way than I've ever been taught meditation. Cause I, 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 I've been meditating since I was a young man living in Las Vegas on and off, and I've been off lately, kind of like the HCG. I just kind of fell mm-hmm. fell away from it, and I'm starting to meditate again. And I can tell you that meditation uh, upregulates br- brain-derived nootropic factors, uh, uh, it, it, new neuronal sprouting, a lot of the things that we see happening. Uh, by the, the way, there, there's a new peptide that upregulates BDNF, but everybody's kind of going slow with it. That's another one. But anyway, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to learn about that, but it's one of those things that with the, with the mindset stuff of, you know, you go through the processes of your day, you wake up, you do this, you brush your teeth. Like, you know, we go through this On autopilot. Right. And, and what meditation is doing is allowing you to pull out of that to be more present in what you're doing. And when you do do that, it creates more thought. You think through things, you see through things. And, and, and I think that me practicing that, Personally, it really attributes to a lot of the create the, the, the way I'm able to put some things together, right? The way I can see how it's going to look at the end and the steps to get things there from you know business development and stuff like that. Right. No, but absolutely. I think it's a good, good practice. Yeah. So add, see what uh, TaylorMade has for the nootropic peptides and and try experimenting with some of them, so that after I do the show with Dr. Page, we maybe even talk about our own personal experiences on the show here. Okay. That would be good. Yeah. And last but not least, I'm going to say it again, but I need a salesperson, somebody who wants to put in six to eight hours a day, absolutely make 65000 a year. I'm being conservative from home. Uh, if you have sales experience, especially if you have digital advertising sales experience, you'll rock it. Uh, the, show, the show needs a person who can contribute that portion. I don't have the time to do it anymore. I just don't. It's, it's just, you know what it's like. I mean, you just, the day runs, I run out of day way before I run out of things to do. Yeah. So I got to do that. Anyway, that's it for today. I will be on the air tomorrow. So tune in. It will be a Facebook live just like this with Dr. Carl Page. Thanks for everything, Aaron. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Take and care. We'll, see you guys. We'll talk later. All right. And we will see everybody tomorrow with more Supreme Radio. Thank you for watching today.